What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another weekly episode of That Tattoo Show. It is a podcast that is on Spotify and other streaming platforms. And we're on YouTube, like all the cool kids. I'm your host, Chris. And this week, I'm joined with Paul. All right. What's happening? <laughs> How you doing, folks? Uh, hope you're having a nice Sunday morning, with a co- hopefully with a coffee and uh, a bagel. I actually went to um, an amazing bagel place in Redditch called uh, Steamhouse, which was um, which is a brilliant like a little ba- bagel. It's like a bakery and um, restaurant. Like, it was brilliant. It's, but see, the, the funny thing is. It's um, it's like Berlin because it's in a warehouse and they haven't decorated it. They've left it like a warehouse. So you go in and you can see all the bread ovens at the back and everything. And then they've just got this amazing kind of restaurant section at the front. And it's, it's really, really um, cool. You know, it's the kind of place that if it was in London, you wouldn't think twice about it. But because it's in, in Redditch, we were like quite surprised. We were like, oh, maybe we've moved to the... The, the, the kind of part of the world yeah. that's on the up. You know what I mean? You wouldn't get that in Bromsgrove. On, on the topic of food, on, on the topic of food, I was actually down in the... <laughs> Welcome to that food show. <laughs> that food show. So I was not... Man, check this out. So on the weekend, I was down at the ICC uh, in Newport. It's like the International Convention Centre in Newport. Gotta say, that, it looks like it could be an amazing venue for a tattoo convention. There's a hotel next to it, right on the fucking M4. It's like not, you know, it's not that far from Bristol and so on perfect fucking venue but i was down there with a with a camera show and i was helping them film and i was getting some contacts for you guys so i can try and get some help off for professionals to kind of give you advice but one of the highlights right uh, well there was two highlights of that weekend one was like i got to meet hang on a minute can i just stop you there are you saying that we need professional help no us but other people I, I, personally i think we're doing yeah. okay for a i, I mean I, I think i'm doing all right recording a podcast not bad for a fucking guitar no, not player. for us no no we, we've had the professional help already but there's like this thing so like people want like we if you look in the comments people have actually said like they love like photography videos and stuff like that so we, we're going to make it happen we spoke to loads of camera brands and so on so we're going to make it happen but like there was two highlights of that weekend right one was i got to meet one of my favorite youtubers and you know they say like oh never meet like someone who you look up to because like they could be a and yeah, i was yeah. just like i wanted to go on to him and speak to him i was just like ah oh, I, I don't want to in case he's a fucking prick but um i i ended up chatting to him. he's done a talk i had a chat with him afterwards and what a lovely person really nice guy his name's philip bloom so if you want to like learn about cinematography definitely someone to look at but the other highlight for that weekend right was i tried a burger and it was possibly one of the best burgers i've ever had it was a chicken katsu curry burger yeah, I, I'm guarantee I, I can beat that burger. I, I guarantee I can beat that burger. Mate, I don't care how good that burger was. It, do, do, I can beat that burger. Oh, I know, but you know, you know, you know, you know, you get like a chicken katsu curry, and it's got like the nice crunchy fucking breaded chicken with all like the the yeah. spring onions, and then the, the curry sauce. It was like all on the burger, banging. I had two of them, yeah. one on the Saturday, one <clears> on the Sunday. If you want, if you want the greatest burger on earth. Um, and you don't mind going to Berlin to get it? Visit Burgermeister in Berlin. That is, that is a burger that's so good it'll make you. Is cry. that like a, it's like a German version of Burger Burger King? Like, um, not no. It's about it's about as opposite as it could get, mate. To be honest with you, you buy a burger from a converted um, toilet underneath the U-Bahn in what I think was probably East Germany back in the day. And they've converted this old public toilet and you kind of go up to it. You can go there on a Tuesday night and there's a two-hour queue outside this kiosk and they're slinging burgers all night and they're 
yeah, they've it's one of my favourite things about Berlin. That's like um, you know, apart from everything else about like Berlin, I, which I love, you know. Uh, you just you could live it. You live in Berlin live if you want to. Yeah. That's like yeah. uh, I, I I went to Valencia and and if in case anyone's questioning why I say Valencia and not Valencia, it's because Valencia is the correct way to pronounce it. Um, I was schooled by my Spanish friend, uh, but we went to a, we, we it was a similar thing, right? There's like this tiny restaurant out in Valencia, and it's like it's probably the size of my room. And we had to stand outside up against the wall in a, in a queue for like fucking half hour, 45 it's minutes. Amazing, like, isn't it? Cause we just, cause we got there early and it's, it, it's like that all the time. It's amazing. But anyway, before we uh, make ourselves fucking hungry, Welcome to the preamble. Uh, what, what, uh, we, what are we talking about it's today? Sunday morning. You probably think about having a burger for breakfast now, right? <laughs> so honest, I would go for it. It's Sunday. It's your day off. Have a burger for breakfast if you want one. Oh, one, one of in. the reasons why I used to be really, 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 really fat was like, when I was living in Cardiff and, tra- and traveling to Bridgend, like Burger King is like, you know, other burger places are available, but I was like right next to the train station and it's like, Burger King, have it your way. And I'm like, all right, then seven o'clock in the morning, bacon XL, please. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it'll, it'll work, you know. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, my family always freak out when I make, um, I make, you know, savory rice, Cuban savory rice and drink a Corona at nine yeah. o'clock in the morning. Karen's like, you are a fucking animal. There is something wrong with you. I'm like, no, I'm not. I just grew up in a rock and roll band. The beer at nine o'clock in the morning is not weird. <laughs> but they say it's, it's somewhere in the world it's, it, it's 12 five o'clock. o'clock. It's always five o'clock somewhere. You know, it's always happy hours somewhere, man. It's the, it's the rules of being in an airport, that is. It's always, it's always five o'clock somewhere. And in an airport, it's always about half past three on a Tuesday afternoon. That's, that, that's what time of day it is. It's fine to get a burger or a Weatherspoons or a, you know, wet her spoons, as uh, some Americans pronounce it. You know, have you seen that? Have you said, it's found this great restaurant, wet her spoons. It's Weatherspoons. And it's not GR eggs, it's Greg's. You know? <laughs> How do you pick the right tattoo ink for your tattooing but that that's just that that's a simple one that is what you do is you look at the people that you admire in the tattoo industry and you use the inks that they use because it's instantly going to make you as good as they are <laughs> and if you believe that logic you'll believe anything no so the, the question that i've put in front of chris is because a lot of us do that. That's what Chris is talking about is, a, is exactly how a lot of us pick our inks. You know, we look at artists that we admire, we look at the inks that they use, and, um, and we start using those inks. But that's not always the right way to go. So I said to Chris, imagine a scenario uh, where today all of the ex- existing ink brands have gone. They've all gone out of business simultaneously, and a whole load of new ink brands have come out They haven't got names. They're labelled one to five, and you've you can't use your current ink. It's all disappeared magically off the face of the earth, and you've got to go out and get a new ink system. Forget following your heroes and using their ink because that doesn't always work as a theory. You know what I mean? Like it's the same to me. That's the same idea as going out and buying an Eddie Van Halen guitar and hoping that you'll sound like Eddie Van Halen. You won't. You'll just sound like you. So, if let's start with the. Um, the, the ink that we all use, regardless of our genre. So let's start with black ink and white ink. So if you were choosing, without mentioning a brand name, if you were choosing a black ink today, what properties does the black ink have to have? It doesn't have to have a nice label or anything like that. What, what would you be looking for in a black ink for your tattooing today? Let's say if you were a black and grey artist, what would, what would be the criteria for a great black and grey so si- setup? 
Right, if I was a black and grey artist, I think I'd have two separate blacks. I'd have a... Uh, so for me, I like to have kind of like, I'm going to say like, you've got like your um, low, medium and high viscosity. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I like, I like an ink that's got more of a medium viscosity. It's like not too thick, not too thin. It's just right. You know, like the Goldilocks and, and a fucking porridge. So it's, yeah. it's like So that, what are we that. talking about then? Are we talking about, cause let, I want to establish some baselines here for you. So, Thin viscosity ink is essentially like water. Medium yeah. viscosity ink is what, like the, the consistency of single cream, something like that? They're about a little bit less than that, I think. Okay. And then a very thick ink would be somewhere like double cream or yeah. getting towards poster paint, right? That kind of vis- yeah. viscosity if you're and, a painter, and, right? And so I, think that, you know. I, I, I think as well, you, you've, like for me, I've got to go with something that's pigment heavy. Now, I'm not somebody that subscribes to the idea that you need a lining ink and a colouring ink. Like for my entire career, I've used like, you know, regardless of the brands, I've just gone, well... Can we talk, we just, man, it's easier if I can compare it to a brand that I've used in the Yeah, I mean, like, by yeah. all means, compare brands. But what, what I want to do is I want to focus on the properties of the inks rather than the brand name itself. But we, for sure, we're going to have to mention brands because if we don't mention brands, like, we won't be able to make the comparisons because it's based on stuff that we've used. So bear with us while we do that. But we'll try, I'll keep... I'll keep him on in check and we'll try and keep talking about the actual properties of the ink so you can get an idea of what it is that we're talking about. Go on. So, uh, okay, so for me, right, when I was like, this is many, many years ago, uh, when Fusion was still good, I used to use basic black. That was the only black that I used from Fusion. And I'd done lining with it, black with it, shading with it. I, it was just an all-round black that I like to use. Uh, I didn't like using the world-famous black because I felt like it was a little bit too thin and it wasn't as pigment-heavy. It was pigment-dense. And then at the same time, like, you know, I always, like... As much as I used to like the Eternal colours, I used to hate their black because I always felt like their black was way, way too thick. Do you mean? I just didn't like it. Like the Max black was way too thick for me, but that's why I like this new black they've got. It's more like that viscosity and pigment load of the basic black from Fusion. It's it's close to that. But like, you know, when I started tattooing and when I was early in my career, I used to use talons and I was just fucking drawing ink. Do you mean? Yeah, talons drawing uh, even ink. even said yeah. not for tattoo on the bottle. So I think like I adapt easily to mo- yeah. a more thinner viscosity ink than I do a lot, a thicker viscosity ink. Yeah. So for me, I go for a, a, like a medium, a medium vis- viscosity, medium kind of thickness ink. So it's, it flows better and it's pigment heavy. But then, when I use when I mix up grey wash, what I tend to do then is that's where I'll use lining ink because lining ink is generally a lot thinner, and I feel like that cuts a lot better when you want to make a grey wash, and that that's just from my own personal experience. So, like I'm fucking opposite. I'll I'll use like the ink that you use for packing black in for lining, but then I'll use the lining yeah. ink for making a grey wash. The thing that started this conversation was that one of the biggest expenses when you're when you're getting your kit together for tattooing, one of the really big expenses is an ink system. And um, it's it can be a lot of money. And it's also, if you go out and bought, or if you were to go out and buy an entire range of ink by a particular brand only to find that it doesn't really suit you, um, it can be very expensive to get the next set of ink you know so um the reason we wanted to talk about it is that 
this is one of those one of those times where I think when you're learning, uh, my advice would be to buy a few bottles of basic inks and colours, you know, basic blacks and whites and red, blue, green and yellow and things like that. Get a few sample sets by different brands until you find one that really works for you before you put out, you know, the, a big, big chunk of money on a full range. And by then, you'll also know if you need the full range because quite yeah. a lot of the time, as you get into, like, particular sets, there are, you know, there's sets by all my favourite brands of ink where I go, I don't need that set because I would never use those colours. They're just not... That's just not something that's going to come up for me. So... Um, that's that was the whole point of talking about this. So one other thing I, I would say on that point as well is like if you're going to do that, uh, wait for a while to see how the inks heal because one thing I did notice and, and you know, I think it's fair to mention certain brand names in this instance is uh, I, I was using Radiant the Radiant Black for a while and as nice as that black was where it had that nice viscosity it wasn't too thin but it was nice to work with I felt that that pigment wasn't as pigment heavy or do you mean or it was settling in the bottom because what, what I started to notice I actually made a complaint to Radiant about it but they never got back to me um, but what I did notice is when tattoos were coming back healed the black was looking like dark grey and I've noticed like one of my colleagues is like he'll do all his work and then he has to do a no say like if he does an entire sleeve like he has to do a, a, a contrast pass on all the black and it's just like you shouldn't have to really but it's the the radiant black is is heels lighter and when it settles it's, it's as if it goes lighter again like I've, I've had to do so many free touch-ups on tattoos that I've done, well, that's it, why that I've done I with Radiant um, that it's become a fucking ball because click. one of the problems that I see and actually I like the ink I like the colours they've got some really interesting colours in the range um, and I, I bought a bunch of Radiant ink and one of the problems I found with it I haven't I have found it with um, a little bit with World Famous but particularly with Radiant where the problem was, was really pronounced was you get a big bottle of ink you know, so you get a bottle of ink about this big. You leave it sitting on a shelf. Like we've all got colours, right? Where you know, red, blue, green, yellow, those kind of colours they come up a lot, right? But for me, something like I don't know, off the top of my head, something like taupe or caramel or a pale lavender, right? It doesn't it doesn't come up in every single tattoo that you do, right? So the, the bottle tends to sit on the shelf for a month at a time. And the problem with Radiant that I found, and I had to throw away about a grand's worth of ink just after we got back from the pandemic. I got back from the pandemic and I'm shaking these bottles and what what triggered it was I, I couldn't get the ball. You know, normally there's a ball in there that agitates it, right? And it was like, what's going on yeah, here? Yeah, because the agitation, so yeah, yeah it's, it's stuck in the bottom. Yeah. I couldn't see it. It's stuck right? in the bottom. And so I, I thought, well, this ink must be knackered, right? So I put like a tongue, split a tongue depressor in half, put a tongue depressor down through it, water, 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 and then like hit the bed of the bed of a river and went, that's gone all hard. So I started trying to stir it, the agitator ball comes out. But then when I took the tongue depressor out, you've got this stuff that was kind of like the consistency of PVA glue, right? And it's and it's all like a sediment in the bottom and it's all the pigment has fallen to the bottom and it's stuck there and and try as I might, no matter what you do, you can't turn that back into ink. The other problem that I found with that is that you can you can shake it, right? 
pour it out into a cap, and for all intents and purposes, it looks looks like it's red ink, say. Oh, will it but what you've, put, what you've poured out is red water. So when the tattoo comes back, there's no fucking red yeah, in it. So that, I think, is the... Um, it's the polymer that they use, because like, obviously you've got the acrylic polymer binders and you've got the non-acrylic polymer binders, um, or the non-acrylic binders or whatever, but it's the binder that's used... To um to stop it from settling. Obviously, theirs doesn't fucking work. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But um it's it is frustrating. Like you know, you do I, I was lucky where you know Nipper was sponsored by them. So we had I, I fortunately didn't have to spend money, he just got set a load of free inks. But yeah, it would it would it would well, be see, annoying. Now this is this is another thing that's worth talking about is if you get to that point in your life, at any point in your life, I don't care, you know, who you are, right? A, a grand's a grand. Oh, right? yeah, 100%. You know, a grand grand. don't come for free and all that, right? If you throw that away, if you've had to throw a thousand pounds worth of, and it was all in dates and all that sort of stuff, if you've had to throw that in the bin, one of the things you can guarantee is that we, it is in very, very unlikely that I will use Radiant Ink ever again because... Like, I just go, no, 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 if you leave it sitting on the shelves, it's going to settle, and and it's no good, right? That's that's no good to me. So these kind of these are the kind of things that you kind of have to watch out for, you know, that it can look like a great ink, and then, you know, you can come to use it, and it doesn't work properly. So, um, and I think that that's partly like the binders and, you know, just the way it's formulated. It might be that, that it's fine if it stays in a, in America where it's made, but the moment you put it on a plane, the change in temperature changes changes the way it works, and it doesn't it doesn't yeah. travel well or something like that. Um, for me, it was yeah, that was just a problem. But cycling back round to the to the black, same as yourself, I use two blacks. So I've got two black inks that I use. I use Max Black from Eternal, which is a, a thicker black. It's like a it's more like a coloured ink kind of consistency so it's think poster paint that kind of idea it's a bit thinner than poster paint and then and i use that for um as you would traditionally i use that for packing black i, I use that you know if i'm putting a portrait together and i want to i want a black that i can mix with colors i tend to use that instead because i i, I find it you know if you if you put a, a bit of max black from eternal into a, a blue because you want to deepen it and stuff that works a little better for me than a lining ink um i like it for mixing for doing color realism i prefer a colored con consistency black ink so i tend to use it for that and then for lining ink, I, I like lining ink to be thin, you know, because I like a lot. I don't make grey washes, right? I do use grey washes, but I on, will only use grey washes if I've got huge areas of the same tone that I've got to do, and it's maybe going to be over multiple sessions, and I've, I need to make sure that those tones are reasonably accurate and consistent through the piece. So. I have got a, a grey wash system that I like to use, but I only use it for that. If I'm doing a black and grey piece, I've got a, you know a couple of caps of black ink out, and I just go straight Dip to the rinse cup. Yeah, yeah, I do that as well. And I count, I count the dips, and you know, and it's not very scientific, but the way I was taught to do it was, you put it in the ink cap, it's a hundred. Tap it once, it's ninety. Tap it yeah. two, it's eighty. Then seventy, Didn't Bob sixty, used to fifty, do forty. That? I think so. I think I seen well, that. That's who I had the conversation with, but I didn't. I didn't want to drop a name into the conversation. We also get a clang sound effect as we do it, you know. But that's that's who, who I got yeah, the information so from. Yeah, so I, 
I heard that like Bob, so Bob Terrell brought out a black and grey set within te- within tens, and I can't remember. It might have been you, but I remember somebody was telling me the conversation there. And it's like, oh, so you got a black and grey set? You're like, yeah, you don't need it. You just need fucking black with the bottom with some fucking water. Like, yeah, I mean that's that's how I do black and grey pieces. Uh, like I say, it's not scientific, but you know, as long as you dip at about the same speed, and you know, we we we're creatures of habit so it becomes quite consistent so i tend to do that um and so for me for a lining ink i use uh, a lining ink called allegory black uh, which is you know it's similar to you know dynamic black and um a couple of other you know a couple of other the kind of you know very traditional popular lining blacks um i tend to stay away from uh, there's a brand called Silverback, which is a black and grey system, because I found with those that when you put them in, they go in really dark and then they heal super light. So what you're looking at on the day is not what it's going. It's quite, it's quite striking the difference between the two. It's not bad ink. I'm slightly worried about the amount of preservatives because there's a lot of there's a lot of I chemicals in that. it that freak me out. A lot of e numbers, you know. like <laughs> there's a lot. Like there's as many as a box of pop tarts. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm not sure about that. It. But, Nipper was um, using it. Um, yeah, Nipper, Nipper was using it. And I, when I looked at the bottle, I was just like, looked at the ingredients. I was like, how many fucking chemicals are in this ink? Look? Yeah, a lot of stabilizers and stuff, I guess, and all but that then, sort of but stuff. But then saying that, as far as we are concerned, you know, uh, half the fucking inks we use have probably got all that in it. Yeah, it could have it's just they not, don't put it on the yeah, bottles. It's just not put on the bottle, right? So um, one that I started using and really liked, but stopped using for the same reason, because I don't, I think it's actually designed to do that was the Nocturnal Lining Black, which is an eternal uh, ink. Um, I use the grey washes because I love the grey washes. I think they're fantastic. Yeah, the grey washes are nice. Um, but the Lining Black, what I found was it, it healed... It, it kind of healed. It didn't heal super black, but it doesn't claim to be super black. You know what I mean? It's part of a West Coast tattoo system, and that style of tattooing is naturally quite a bit lighter. It's not massive you know solid black areas that the black is much more toned down so if you were looking for like a low contrast sleeve you know i'm thinking like you know think premiership footballer sleeve actually nocturnal lining black would be perfect for that because it could work beautifully uh so i tend to use the gray wash system from that because i love the i love the tones i think they work really well um but i don't use the lining black i use allegory lining black and then max black for when I'm doing colour pieces. So if I'm doing, for instance, Sam putting a, a rose together, I won't use a lining black to darken things. I'll use I'll use a coloured black. You know, actually quite a lot of the time, if I was doing something like a rose, if I want to make the red darker, I just put green ink in it because, you know, that's that's yeah. like how you do it. I just use the opposite colour from the colour wheel. To be honest with you, that'll just darken your colours. Uh, if you want me to talk more about that sort of stuff, then I'll happily do a little, you know, we'll have a little conversation about colour wheels and how you work with, with colour theory and stuff. Might be a good episode at some point, colour theory. Yeah, because I was going to say one thing I, I think, one one thing I've seen years ago, which I use all the time, I think Joshua Carlton mentioned it. Is it the zone palette or something like that? Uh, he had like, say, like four four in caps of red, one in cap of black, and then he'd, he was getting like a, you know, the end of a needle bar dip. See, he'd be like, Four dips in one, three dips in, and and that's how we would like. So yeah, if you do right. the, the the Zorn palette idea, you know, we'll and we'll do an episode on color theory if there's enough interest. So you know, tell us down in the comments if you want us to do a color theory episode and um, you know mixing inks and stuff. Uh, it's basically take your colors uh, and then it's plus black 
uh, or plus white. You know, if you want darker colour, you put black in. If you put, if you want lighter colour, you put white in. Works great for painting. For, for my money, doesn't work as well for tattooing. What I prefer to do is underpaint with a black. So I'll I'll put essentially a black and grey piece together and then and then go over it with the, the colour. I flood the so colour in, over top. I prefer underpainting, if I'm honest. It's it's uh, which is so another painting technique, but it, that works better for tattooing for me. Yeah, I, I see a lot of uh, realist artists that do that, and it just makes the tattoos hold up longer over time. But I was going to say, interestingly enough, uh, on, on the topic of the zone palette and adding black, the one problem I foresee with that is depending on the ink that you're using. So if you've got an ink that has a blue undertone or a green undertone or a purple undertone, it is going to really change the, the the hue of the colour that you put it into. Yeah. Which brings so me round to uh, exactly why I don't get on, because, because it's great ink, it really is nice ink, but I don't get on with it, which is why I don't get on with Fusion, even though loads of my friends absolutely love, or certainly did love Fusion ink. Um, that was exactly what I found, was that in some of their colours, they would have like a cold colour, with a warm colour to darken it in the base. So you'd have a deep blue, but it would have like a reddy purple to make it darker. And then when you add another colour to it, you get a weird colour shift. You know, you add yellow to it, expecting it to go green, but it actually goes sort of a greeny magenta-y colour. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And so, you know, I can I mix colours like a painter. Even though I'm not really a painter, I still mix colours like, like a painter, right? So that kept tripping me up. And so that's why I had to give up with fusion which is why i'm saying to you don't buy a full set because i mean i fucking did like an idiot right and uh in the end you just go you end up going to a mate you like fusion don't you do you want all of them i can't get on with it you know there's another grand gun you know <laughs> that's part of the problem with the zorn palette is if if you're putting a black in with a cold base into a warm color you're going to get a weird color shift right so i find with black colouring ink rather than black lining ink or you know um th it, that tends to be a, a little bit cooler but you do um you do have to check what when you're doing it you know what i tend to do is take my black mix it with the red and then just drag it across a paper towel to make sure it's going the direction yeah. that i want i find i find max black to be pretty neutral in that respect it's it it's generally just fucking really dark black you know it heals on the blue side so it's colder but you don't notice it when you're adding it to um to other inks yeah. you know so it's it's really fucking dark so uh and i definitely don't find it with the allegory ink they both seem pretty neutral colors to me which is why you know working with them just adding a like a, a bit of black to a color just to, to deepen it um is, but I, I still think that if you want to darken a colour and you're working in colour, you should be using the colour from the opposite side of the colour wheel because... Complementary you know, and all that bollocks, yeah. You know, well, you know, quite often you add black to red and it goes like a brick colour, when actually what you want it to do is stay red but get darker. I didn't want it to go brick red. I wanted it to stay the same I hue. do like that brick red, like... I like brick red. That's one of my favourite colours, like, it's one of my favourite colours, yeah. Oh, I like it. I do like it, but it's when you don't when you don't want it though, 
Yeah, but when you don't want it, it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, do you know? I tell you what, I really what I've really into doing with colors now. So if I'm doing a piece now, I'll I'll get like say like you know your your foreground and your background. So I'll do all my foreground with like just like uncut colors, like no out of the bottle. If I need to darken it, I'll darken it whichever way I can be bothered to at the time. But what I've started doing with the background is you know the white wash. You know, like you got a gray wash, but it's a white wash. It's basically a gray wash with white ink in it so when you shake it up it just has this really nice kind of like silvery look but what i've started doing is getting like say like you know getting like a medium to dark yeah sometimes dark depending on like you know what the background is like but i'll get like a, a medium and a dark of that and then I'll fill up the ink caps a certain way and then the rest I'll pour the colours into it mix it up and it gives you a really nice muted version of that colour that fades down just a little bit and it just gives you that nice background separation that's well, fucking so lovely I do a similar thing to that except that I use one of the neutral greys from Eternal you, you've only just started doing backgrounds though so you know <laughs> Mate, like it's funny, but I've started doing. I've fucking always had a background. Um, oh, are you about that? The neutral grey is in like the little four pack of neutral grey set. I think is it, like you got to water that shit is, down. Um, you? That's that's poured out. See, I just tap it in the water. I just tap it in the rinse cup on the way past. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. I like poster paint type ink. I like ink that stick. Um, when I'm putting colour in, I work pretty slowly. Uh, I build colours. I, I do single pass colour. I was, you know, I was taught in a very, very traditional style of tattooing. So I, I put, when I pack colour, I just pack it, right? And I only fade yeah. the last bit, right? The stuff that I pack, I, I don't yeah. I don't go back to it, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's fucking in there. Um, so for me, my hand speed is, very, is quite slow. So because my hand speed is quite slow, I want a slow running ink, right? And that's why I don't like really, really thin inks because they just make a fucking mess everywhere and then I'm wiping the tattoo more than I want to be wiping. See, yeah. I, if I'm working in colour realism, I don't want to be wiping too much. I only want to be wiping the square inch that I'm working on. I don't want shit everywhere. So I avoid those, you know. And that was um, that was one of the things that was my... Of, of the few com things that I didn't get on with with raw pigments, that was one of the things I didn't like about raw. I just I always thought that the viscosity of them is very thin. But if you use a very if you like very thin inks, then that might not be a bad shout, you know. But um, then the, I kind of that kind of leads me on to looking at brands that have got the colours that have got the spectrum of colours. If we're getting into talking about coloured ink. You've got to, you've got to decide what do you do. Do you, if you're a traditionalist, you probably need what half a dozen colours, something like that to well, do it, it traditionally. Depends. You don't need too many. Most ink brands will cover what you're looking do for. Do you remember? But if you're do you do you remember? It was quite a few years ago now. Mike DeVries done a full colour realistic tattoo, and he just had the, pr the literally he, all he did is put the prime primary colours out. And uh, and white, and he mixed every single color that he needed for that tattoo. He mixed with the primary colors. So theoretically, you only need the primary colors, and 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 you sorted. So I think it's it convenient. See, then, you can it? do that, but it's a lot more work in that. And yeah, you're going to be polluting all those like colors. So halfway through that tattoo, if you need pure red then you're going to need to pour out another cap of pure red because you're going to have polluted your red. If you've got all the primaries out and you're mixing every colour out the palette, because something like imprinting, 
you know, all, a full colour printout is made of four inks, cyan, magenta, yellow and black, CMYK, right? And um, so, and you can make millions of colours from that. All the colours on the screen that you're looking at right now are R, G and B. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, and you've got reductive and additive. So um, RGB is a reductive system because it's light and CMYK is an additive system. So it's colours on top of colours, right? What we do is, you know, when we're painting, it's an additive system. So if I want to take red, add yellow to it, I know that I'm going to get like a tangerine type colour or orange, you know, that kind of idea, you know. Um, and then, you know, you can, you can add, you know, bits of colours and you could do it, but... Um, that will slow you down massively um, when all you're looking for is fucking olive green. Like, it'd be much better to have a bottle of a, a bottle of olive, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? Just go, oh, I'm just going to need olive green, right? So when I look at, when I personally look at a range of colours, um, I look at the, the whole range and go, have these guys got the kind of tones that I'm looking for in in, in my tattoos like I, I like quite muted colors as well as very bright colors uh, when I tend to do highlights I don't do highlights with white I do highlights with very very pale versions of the colors so if I'm highlighting a rose I'll use a very pale pink you know if I'm if I'm highlighting a blue rose I'll use a really really pale baby blue rather than pure white because I think pure white highlights make things look a little bit cartoony um, so I'll look at a, a range of colors so that's why, for instance, I'm not a big fan of Intense ink, right? Because when I look at the Intense colours, and I've, to this day I'm not sure if it's just the names of them that make me think they're American, but all of the Intense colours make me think of American motor cars and uh, Fender guitars. And I look at them and go, they're not. that's not quite the colours that I'm looking for. And then, again, with the, with the raw pigment range, you know, there's 60 bottles of, in that range, or there was the last time I looked. And, um, but realistically, there's, there's actually only like 14 colours there, if you're lucky, right? It's really, they've got the, the core colours of, you know, the kid's crayon book, you know, is, is kind of nailed. But then I can't see, okay, where's that colour? You know, where I'm going to have to get that colour out of, I'm going to have to mix them. And um, whereas it's much more convenient particularly if you know if you're doing a completely floral tattoo i don't want to be mixing fucking olive all day long i know they've they've got an olive but i'm using that as an example so um for for me personally it was like that range as you know the, and the ink you know i mean i've i've got a number of things that i didn't like about the ink um but the i, I knew going into it to work with it, I'd have to supplement it with a lot of other colours. It was the same with uh, with World Famous when I started using that. You know, a, a lot of... The I didn't like the... Some of the colours weren't the best, like... Well, again, I think, you know, I looked at the World Famous range. Now, this is, you know, I was sponsored by them probably 12 years ago now for, for a few years. And so the range was a lot smaller when I was sponsored by them. I think I was the first British artist that they sponsored, right? And... Um, and so I supplemented that with eternal colours. And what I would say about something like World Famous is, you know, I looked at, um, I looked at the colour range and I go, okay, they're, they're really weak in the greens. Like the greens, they don't have enough scope in the greens. There's, there's not enough different tones there for me. Um, the other thing that I found was their warmer colours, um, not reds, because the, the red's great, but, um, you know, like the oranges and burnt orange and some of those, the, the tangerine type colours, they're not as light fast as I would have liked them to be. So they fade a little, a little bit more than I wanted them to. Um, and so 
that was a, you know, but having said that, I think they're black and they're black and grey. You know, they're grey wash systems. I think they're great. You know, our black and grey artist, Lucas, he uses them all the time. Plus he uses um, the red that I always used. And, uh, you know, I think it's called sky blue or light blue. I think they're, they're, the blue is... or No, Donatello blue is the blue that uh, world famous do that is fucking brilliant. It's a beautiful colour. When it comes to choosing ink, you've got to think of... Um, the viscosity of the ink versus your hand speed. How fast do you like to work? Now, when you're learning, you're probably going to be moving quite slowly. Uh, so what I would do is look at how you draw or how you paint. If you're a painter or a sketch artist, look at how you move your pencil because what's going to happen is eventually your hand speed is going to come up to somewhere approximate to that. You know, as you get more and more comfortable, if you're a naturally very quick artist and you sketch, you might want a thinner ink. If you're slow like me and more deliberate, then you're going to want a th like a thicker ink that will, you know, because the, the nice thing about thick inks is you can always make them thinner, right? You yeah. can't make thin inks thicker. You know, it's, it's much more difficult, right? So I'd prefer to have an ink that's a bit too thick and just tap it in a water cup and carry on working, right? Maintain a, you know, a little bit of um, viscosity, you know, the, the looseness of it. Um, and, and you don't have to, at least I don't think you have to, uh, use ink by just one brand. I think if you like the blues from Intense and you like the reds from World Famous and the greens from, you know, Eternal, you can you can certainly do that. I think a lot of artists tend to stick to, you know, do you think it's right to say that a lot of artists tend to stick to, like, one brand? It's one of those things, isn't it? Like, obviously, if you're sponsored by a company, I think you know, you're meant to stick to using that, that brand. But I also think there's 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 a level of brand loyalty. Not without an ex exclusivity clause, is it not? No, but I I think there's like there, there, there's there's a level of brand loyalty. Do you know what I mean? Where like somebody yeah, uses yeah, something expected, yeah. and, and and they just yeah. won't. But at the same time, some of us in the tattoo industry won't use an ink if they think someone's a dickhead. So you could have the best ink True. in the world, yeah. but if people think you're a dickhead then they're not going to use your ink because people think, and they're going to be like, I'm not giving that dickhead any money. Do you mean? Yeah, and, and you could have the best ink. You could have like the ink of all inks that was, it's just fucking amazing. But you're a dickhead, so no one's going to use it. So. Well, in all fairness, and and for and for clarity, because I'm sure this will come up a couple of times during this conversation, um, that's, you know, without going into it because it's personal, um, that was my dealings with raw pigment. It, it ended very badly and very suddenly. And I don't have um, any love for the company at all. Uh, and so I find it very difficult to assess their ink in an unbiased way, you know. And I'm, I'm probably one of those guys that not if it was the last fucking ink on earth at this point, you know. And that's got nothing to do with the product. That's kind of the truth of what we do, you know, like if you if you buy something, it's like you were saying earlier, don't meet your heroes, you know, like you use this stuff and then you meet the person who makes it or a representative for the company, have a horrible experience and it just takes the shine well, off yeah, it. Yeah, and all of a sudden you you're starting to look for another brand, you know. You know, it's it's one of those sort of things, you know. I think for me, like it's always been a case of you know, like 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 for example, when I first started tattooing, there weren't that many inks out there and Eternal was the one that a lot of the people that I knew were using. So Eternal was the first brand that I bought. But then I went that to That was work, the first one I brought as well. Yeah. The first one then, I bought too was Eternal. But then when I went to work in a shop in Cardiff, like my first proper job, they were using Starbright and Mickey Sharps 
fucking Mickey Sharp's ink like and some of the Mickey Sharp's ink was good. pretty good but then from yeah, there good. from there I went to work in Dale for Dale's brother um, yeah. Dale Lewong's Rotary Works I worked for his brother for a few years and in that shop all they used was Dermaglow I was literally told I was like and this this is this is gonna come as a follow up as well in our next video when I went in, and because it's all about respect and shit but when I started working in that shop he asked me what inks do I use um, and I told him and he said well you're not going to be fucking using any of that ink in this shop because we only use Talons and Dermaglow because they've been tattooing for X amount of years all they use is that ink and they get really good results from it and that's what they want in that shop and if you're going to work in a shop for somebody else you, you do need to abide by their rules to a certain degree obviously the yep. times have changed now but then when I went on to my next studio that's where I was kind of like experimenting with different inks there. and that's where I went down the fucking rabbit hole of like alright uh, I tried Fusion used that for a bit tried Will Famous tried, used that for a bit you know, then I kind of had like a mixed palette of like, you know, some fusion colors because there's like certain colors that fusion used to make that I loved and no one else made that particular kind of shade. I think it was like, I think the closest Eternal got is like Robin Egg Blue, fucking stunning blue. Um, but it was a similar color, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but like, so I would, that's where I would use like different colors from different brands. And I had my own little kind of palette made up. Here's one that's, that's just occurred to me. Do you, cause this is, you know, I, I started out using Eternal because all the artists that I really admired all used Eternal color. Um, and so, you know, I went out and I, I, I bought, you know, a basic set of ink and all that sort of stuff. And then all the all the way through, I've been sponsored by a couple of ink brands over the years. You know, I was sponsored by World Famous for a number of years and by Raw Pigments for about five minutes. And um, I've always if I could out the pram, Nick. And <laughs> there was there was definitely a bit of that, yeah. And um, so, but I don't know if you find this, but because I started with Eternal. Uh, I go through this process now of translating. So, uh, like, where I'll, I'll pick a red up by uh, any brand and it's called Demon Red or something. And then I go, okay, that's lipstick red. And so in my head, it becomes lipstick red. And, I, and it, it would drive people mad when I was talking to them about ink because I would be referring to their ink by the eternal oh, name by, by because I'm translating it back to the eternal colours yeah. all the time because they're the colours that realistically... You know, they're all, they've always been my in-between colours, you know, like, um, and, you know, I've, I've kind of always supplemented the, the brands with it because they've got the biggest range. And for, for me, they've always had the most effective range. There's a number of colours that I don't use in the Eternal range because they don't suit my style of tattooing. But the stuff that I do use, I go, it's fucking, they're all exactly right, you know. Yeah, right See, I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the names. Like, they, uh, there's very few colours that I remember the names of. That's just because they are some of my favourite colours, but I'm just like, fucking red yeah, is if red. You spend, if you spent <laughs> if you spend like 10 years of your life get, doing a black and grey tattoo with red on it, you tend to remember red. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Because you've only got to remember four fucking colours. Like, you know, I spent years of my life whenever we went, oh no, I don't want green, I don't want orange, I just want red, just want red. And it was like, fuck's sake, you know what I mean? Red, just want red, <laughs> just red. Like, it's like the exact same thing, right? It's like fucking, yes, I've got like some of the colours that I've got are like lipstick red, deep red and, and shit like that, right? But when it comes to getting my new set of colours recently, I didn't pick my set of colours based on the fucking colours. I picked them based on the shape of the bottle. 
I was like, I want fucking square bottles. Like, do you mean? <laughs> Has it got red in it? Yes. Has it got dark red in it? Yeah, it's got which, dark blue. Which it's goes got green. to show that we're probably not the people that you should take advice from about this kind of thing because we. But Chris picked his based on the square bottles. Yeah, yeah, no, but this is the thing though. It's like I picked it based on the bottle because I'll just you know mix up the colours myself. I mean, I I personally prefer to have. Um, when it comes to colouring, I prefer to have a range of inks in front of me. I can hold a picture and I can pick the nearest tones to the picture uh, so that I know that that medium green that I've put out, it might be olive, you know, it might not even be green. It, you know, it might be a blue almost, but that's, I know that that's going to be my medium green tone. And so I like to, you know, I like to have a range, like quite a wide range of colour to choose from because, you know, quite a lot of the time, you know... I'm, I'm a zone palette kind of guy or I'll use like, like opposite colours to dull it down. But like, I, I, I noticed this, so I, like I've been doing um, a back piece, which is a Salvador Dali painting. There's a couple of them like put together and that back piece has been done with like loads of different brands. But like what I've been doing, like, again, it's like, I don't know. I kind of like, if somebody turned around to me and said like, can you explain to me how you mix your colors? And I'm just like, I, not really. I just kind of sit there with a piece of paper and just kind of go dip, 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 dip. Yeah, that kind of looks like it. Yeah, I, but yeah, I get yeah. it, like doing Use your like, eyes, you know what I mean? In the, it's in, yeah, it's in, in, in the moment. I just fucking dip it. To be fair, because, you know, you guys are, a lot of you guys are teaching yourself that, um, that kind of, uh, you know, mixing it by eye in the needle is something that comes with experience. Um, my suggestion would be um, when you're learning to tattoo, it's not something. It's, it's that, not something that you can. Uh, <laughs> it's not something you can cram in in five years. Like no, it's not something you can cram in in a few years. It's it's something that that comes with a bit of experience. Um, some painting experience will help you with that, of course. Um, and, but, you know, tattoo ink behaves slightly differently to, to painting ink um, quite a lot of the time. But um, that's, that kind of confidence in your work will, will come with time. Certainly for me, when I was starting out doing it, um, I preferred to go, I don't want to mix olive in the needle every every time I need to go back to the my ink caps. I don't want to have to do that. I'd rather just have right, that's that colour is the olive colour. That's the colour I'm going to use. And that's why I think possibly I work more like a cross between a colour realist and somebody doing colour by numbers, that kind of idea. You know, that's that colour. I like to pick all the colours that are in the image, put them all out and then use them. And then if I need to shift stuff or drop stuff, I'll just, I'll have, even if there's no green in the image, but I need like a red rose, but there's no green in it, um, for instance, then I'll use the opposite side. I'll have the opposite side of the colour palette sitting there just so I can darken the red tone that I want or something like that, you know. So there's a it's like a cross between mixing it like a painter and doing it like colour by numbers as well. Again, if you're doing multiple session pieces as well, that makes life a lot easier, you know. And that, yeah, that's where that fucking app is going to come in handy, I think. Like, 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 I know you were taking a piss out of it the other day. I honestly think for the, for the artists that like to do that, because like that, that like to do that color by numbers situation, and they do like to get the full range of inks. I think it, it, it an app like that can take away the anxiety of like not knowing if you're using the right color or not. Because people, you know, people are going to have it. So 
did, like as much as you took a piss out of it, I definitely think for some people it's no, going to be a good No, I just think it's funny that it's like there's been a there's a system around for doing that for years. It's called Cooler, right? And uh, I think Adobe ended up buying it. And there's been there's been a part of Photoshop where you can do that. You can you can generate an entire palette. Like you can just right click an image in Photoshop and it, and go generate palette, and it will generate the entire palette of colours. So to me, it was like. Yeah, I've been fucking doing that for 10 years. Like, it's not new to me. No, I know it's not new, but, but Photoshop haven't got all the names of the corresponding colours in the ink yeah. brands. Okay, so that's what yeah. I'm saying. So if, right. say, for example, if, if, you, if you're in Eternal, if you use Eternal Fusion, Raw, fucking whatever, like you just click on the brand that you're using and it'll tell you what colours out of that, out of that colour. Well, so here's the thing. If you happen to be the people that are making this particular app, uh, I'm an absolute sceptic. So send it me, because if you can convince me that it's worthy, you can convince anybody, right? Because I'm completely sceptical of, of its place in it. So send it me, and I'll review it <laughs> Do you want to do you. fucking black and red and orange, or do you? <laughs> I used to. It's a brand new world. It's a brave new world, green. isn't it? It's a brave new world. It's all full of colours now. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know. <laughs> you can use five colours instead of three, like... <laughs> but by the time all the radiance had, had gone solid, the only ones that were left were the ones that I shook on a regular basis. So I was only left with red and blue. So with that, guys, I, I don't imagine that's been of any fucking use to you whatsoever. But I hope that there's been some nuggets of information that you can pull out of this on this fine Maybe. Sunday morning. Probably not. It's just been us rambling about how we do colouring in, really. But yeah. that's really what we all do. Can I add yeah, something? Yeah, you can add anything you like, yeah. Can I, can I add? I, 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 just want, I want to ask something like, you know, please appreciate what we're going through right now because it's fucking warm. We're in the UK, especially for you international people. We're in the UK. It's fucking warm. We don't have air conditioning. I have to have my door closed and so no all light spills in, right? And I am sitting in bowl soup right now. <laughs> With that, this has been That Tattoo Show. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, I've been Paul. And I've been Chris. Tell the lawyer, tell the judge, tell the priest. Uh, tell the people that make ink uh, that's nice, that heals, that we appreciate everything that they do, even though we fucking complain about them all the time. But we are tattooists and we do like to have a moan. And so with that, uh, don't forget, like, subscribe, comment. Ta-da. We'll see you next week, guys. Take care. Mm.